Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Contraman Ali of theconjurman.com in, uh, in, uh, in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Madam Pamita of parlorsofwonders.com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us today's topic on water magic. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. Miss Cat? Well, howdy. Hello. <laughs> this is an um, interesting setup. Um, reminds me of Tammy Lee's days at the beach. I am down at the porch, <laughs> and I don't even have I don't even have my right setup. But I'm happy to be here. My computer is um, out in the repair shop with dear Tim, our computer hardware guy, and so I am broadcasting remotely from the porch. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> um. And it's always nice to be here. This is really weird. I'm sorry. I'm still kind of stunned. Like, what am I doing on the porch, being on the radio? And can I move this phone closer and and other things like that? Okay. So, um, well, things here at the Lucky Mojo are just chuggling along as usual. We have a nice uh, bunch of uh, walk-in customers today. We have a great crew, Heidi and Jenna and Margie. And Angela was here. She just left and Nikki and Leslie, all working away. Today is Squeaky Sunday, so we are getting out all of those orders that only need one thing, and that does not include your orders, Madam Pamita. <laughs> Madam, Madam Pamita placed an enormous order with us, which we just split shipped. Half of it's going out. Now we're working on the second half. But on Sunday, we always do the people who have one little one little, one little thing, and they are the squeaky wheels that get the grease on Sunday. So, today is squeaky <laughs> Sunday. If you order one thing, you know you're going to get picked up by Sunday. But if you order a bunch, we whittle it away until we have that, that one thing, and it clears on a Sunday. And the other news I want to uh, let people know about is that the Lucky Mojo Forum, which is at forum.luckymojo.com, is progressing onward. Um, we've been working very, very hard on it, Nagashiva and I, and um, we've had a little help 
from J.D., who is a student in my course. And J.D. is a longtime poster at the forum. He used to be known as J82. Now he's J.D., and he has been answering people's questions amazingly. Reverend Ernest has been stepping up to the plate and answering people's questions about Catholic saints and candles, candle magic. And then I've been working at it. Nagashiva's been working at it, but behind the scenes... We have been updating people's uh, photos, their little avatars. If you don't uh, go to the Lucky Mojo forum regularly and you call the shop and ask for help, you're a fool. You ought to just go to the forum and get the help you need right straight off the bat. There are people answering questions within an hour or two, uh, sometimes 24 hours at the most. And uh, if you're a new a subscriber, a new member of the forum, which is free. It may take your first three posts will be held for approval. Don't fret, don't sweat, don't freak. You're just going to have to wait out your three approval posts, and then you become a full member of the forum, and you can just post any hour of the day or night, and your stuff will go through, and we'll answer it as soon as we can. We have forum members from all over the world, China, uh, India, UK, you name it. And um, this forum has become an amazing resource for our customers and clients, but also building a big community of workers where workers help other workers, practitioners help others. You don't need necessarily to go to some big, high, muckety-muck, you know, authoritarian, I can fix it for you for $1,200 person. You just post on the forum. Well, what do I do with this ammonia jar? Well, honey, you turn it upside down and pray. Okay, that was cheap. It was free advice, and it was right advice. It was correct advice. And so forum.luckymojo.com. I cannot stress that enough. This week, we're getting business cards printed for the forum because the amount of traffic there is so great, and it takes so much of a burden off of the rest of us that we are happy to have business cards and just hand them out, forum.luckymojo.com. Now, you may not be a Lucky Mojo um Uh, you know, die-hard employee or whatever. But that doesn't stop people. They'll still post. And students of mine, they've got their own shops. There are thank you threads thanking people. There are, uh, all the members of AIR have threads named after themselves. Madam Pamita has a thread named after herself. It's thank you, Madam Pamita. And um, all she has to do is, you know, check in and say hi. And Conjurement Ali has a thread. Conjurement Ali has been one of our greatest moderators over time, we could put together a whole book of of Conjurman Ali's spells that he posted for free at the <laughs> forum. All right, so that's the end of my wrap on that. I just want to make sure that you all know about it because it is improving. If you have a photo of yourself and you would like your your badge, which is your badge of rank, whether you're a member, whether you're a student, whether you're a graduate, whether you're a member of AIR, whether you're a member of Hoodoo Psychics, whether you're a forum moderator, if you would like your badge improved by having your picture in it, all you have to do is contact Nagashiva at Facebook, and that's Nagashiva Ironwood. Just look him up, N-A-G-A-S-I-V-A, and then Ironwood, Y-R-O-N-W-O-D-E. And he's at Facebook, and he'll put his uh, URL right there. He did, (laughs) through the chat room. Uh, So it's in the log now. Just contact him and say, this is my photo that I want put in my badge, and your badge will be personalized, just like like a 
darn ID card. All right. Um, yeah, just say, this is my photo that I want put in my badge, and he'll do it for you because he is one of the most helpful, friendly, cooperative, supportive humans ever to work in the hoodoo community, in my opinion. All right. Now, let me turn this over to Ali. Ali, what is going down in your world? Oh, not much. Uh, being my usual busy tourist self, of handling multiple projects uh, at the same time. Um, but I've been doing a lot of uh, life readings for people, uh, geomantic life readings, which are kind of my favorite type of readings. That and astrology readings or astrological readings have always been my favorite to do. Um, I enjoy working with the tarot, but there's something about being able to kind of plan out a, you know, life in long terms. Like, okay, this is what, what the next few years look like. Um, that's quite satisfying. And particularly because they, they're geared so much towards not necessarily answering what's going wrong, but more like uh, how can I fix my life over the next five to ten years. So it's very, there's a sort of empowering component to it. So I've been enjoying doing lots of those readings. Um, I think it's just that time of year where people are curious what what you know the holidays hold for them, uh, what you know their life holds for them, and so they're getting those type of readings. Um, and I've been doing quite a bit of court case work all summer. I mentioned it in uh, some of the previous shows that it's, it's just been kind of a weird uptick in, in court case work and people looking for justice in uh, child custody cases, really difficult child custody cases, um, as well as lawsuits and trying to deal with these kind of big, powerful legal bullies. So it's been an interesting uptake in that, and I've seen some really good results and movement in that regard. So it's been an interesting past few months, to say the least. Wow. Well, um, I'm going to tell you, Ali, the way Ali's cases go, so go the world. Now, you say court cases, I'm going to have to look for a few of them in months to come. For some well, reason, yeah. <laughs> you pioneer them. I follow if they come to me next. I'm still working on a backlog of um, evil spirits oh, wow. sent, sent by in-laws. That's what my case oh, has been lately. Wow. Evil spirits sent by in-laws, and many of these are from non-Christian um, cultures. So it's... Mm-hmm. It's been kind of like a thing with evil spirits and mm-hmm. along, but we're, we're we're working our way through it. A few of them have been Christian, actually. All right, well, let's say hello to our dear Madam Pamita. Hello and welcome. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello, my <laughs> loves. How are you? We're fine, and it's so nice to hear your voice. Well, I'm going to give a little introduction for those for whom this is the first show, or maybe the second, or maybe the 15th, but they never heard of who Madame Pamita was before. Or maybe they have heard about her, but they just want me to celebrate her in song and story. <laughs> uh, Madame Pamita is a root worker, the root worker with the flaming magenta hair um, <laughs> from Southern California, and she has a shop, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonder. And... Um, she is a tarot reader. She is a, a singer, a dancer. She plays the ukulele. Um, she has um, wonderfully presented workshops at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival for several years, and she also has performed a, a fantastic fortune-telling um, presentation in which she tells your fortune by giant, giant cards, <laughs> and then sings <laughs> your fortune in a card. Um 
Madame Pamita is a lot of fun, but she's also a serious, hardcore practitioner. Mm-hmm. And um, I just love I love it when you're on the show. And uh, tell us what is going on in your world, other than that you're waiting for the second half of your giant order. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, and I said in the chat, I don't think I've ever ordered just one of anything from you ever in my life. <laughs> it's, even before I had my shop, I was or, always ordering big orders of stuff because the, your stuff is so gorgeous. How can someone pick what, just one thing? I don't know. <laughs> I never didn't decide that, just to pick one thing. But anyway, um, I have been do, this very busy. I'm doing a lot of work um, creating courses. So I'm teaching, uh, this is so much fun, I'm teaching online which is amazing. We have this system where we can see each other online, talk to each other online, and it's like the future is here. So I'm teaching right now an online tarot course, a beginning and an advanced course. I just finished the first beginning and advanced cycle, and now I'm starting my next beginning cycle. We're in our second week now of teaching tarot students. And then I'll be teaching another course, an advanced course, in three or four weeks four weeks, and then um, wait again till springtime, and I'll do another um, beginning course in springtime. So if people are interested in that, they can head over to my site and look under instruction and see Academy of the Magical Arts, which is what I'm calling my school. And so I'm doing teaching online, which is fabulous, and I'm, I'm so into it, and I love it. So that's what I've been focusing on. And, of course, doing uh, work for clients, doing readings, for tons of readings for clients, and um, working on making some oils. That's the other thing I'm working on. So all is well. All right. Well, let's get you the full introduction. Um, Can you tell us the address of your shop? Just say it out. Uh, The the web address is parlorofwonders.com, and it's Uh parlor spelled like how Kat and Nagashiva like to spell with the O-U-R, so P-A-R-L-O-U-R of Mm -hmm. wonders.com. If you go to the, with the, without the U, you end up with a magician, which isn't a bad thing. There's a magician who has Parlor of Wonders. But um, I'm O-U-R. And mm-hmm. so if they go to parlorofwonders.com, they can go under instruction. I have a ton of videos and um, things to teach people. I'm a, I'm a five in numerologically, and a five in the tarot is the hierophant. So I'm a teacher. I'm a born teacher. So that's the thing now, I love to so, do. So you, you have had a street address in the past. Do you still have one? Yes, I do. It's um, 5503 North mm-hmm. Figueroa Street, mm-hmm. and that's in Los Angeles. It's in Highland Park area of Los Angeles. If they go to my shop, it's a small selection of what we have online. So sometimes people come into the shop and they think the thousands and thousands of things that I have in my online store, including uh, you know all the oils and things, sachet powders mm-hmm. and all that, that, that will be in the store available. We have the oils, all the Lucky Mojo oils available and candles that are available. So it's kind of like I say it's a convenience, a hoodoo convenience store. If you need to have a salt today and you need to get that stuff today, you'll find an oil, you'll find a candle, you'll have something to do. But if you want to get into more, I would say, um, you know, more customized, deeper, you know, uh, you know, working with herbs and stuff like that, that stuff they can order online. And if they go over to services, they can go um, – order pickup service in the Los Angeles area. They can do that. They order it online, and then they can come pick it up out of the back of our shop. That's where we do our mail order, so they can get everything online and pick it up, but they have to go mm. through that process. So okay. that's what we have. So this is just like Walmart. Yeah, so I, I guess that we have nice employees, pay our employees well, and they, <laughs> we don't block unions. 
<laughs> I well, you know. But Walmart Walmart kind of pioneered that shop online and Target too. Uh shop online, pick up at the store. There's a number of stores yeah. that do that. That's uh makes it a lot easier for them because they don't have to dress their shelves. They can have a storage area, pull out of there and you can just drive in. So if you want to phone her first or order online and then go and pick up. All righty, yeah. that's wonderful. Now, the one last thing before we get to our topic for the day, the book, the title of the book, Madam Pamita's Magical Tarot, Using the Cards to Make Your Dreams Come True. I want you all to think about that. Tell us just a little bit about that book before we get into our uh, our discussion. Oh Well, I, I spent about six or eight months working on that book, and it's um Mm. A book that came out on Wiser Books. It's a book about uh, working with tarot in a way beyond just doing readings. It definitely has this, the the emphasis on the understanding the cards in a very deep way. But I do get into working with cards magically, um, mm-hmm. doing them for creation of what it is that you want in your life. I'm very much a new thought spiritualist, so I'm mm. all about you know creating your amazing life. And so I talk about doing, working with the cards in that way, and I talk about using the cards um, as a tool of affirmation, uh, questioning and, and connecting with the cards and journal writing and all kinds of exercises beyond just doing a reading. So um, I, love, I love that that book as a tool for beginners because they can get an idea of what the cards mean. It definitely works for them, but people who have a familiarity with the cards can start to think about using the cards in more projective ways rather than, you know, just in receiving, you know, information from the, you know, yeah. spirit from through the cards. So, yeah. Great. Great. Okay. Now, everybody, you're now all fully connected and engaged with all the tentacles, all five tentacles of Madame Pamita. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the mind meld. So we're going to go into our topic, which is water magic with Madame Pamita. So I'm just going to say a few little things. When people think of water magic, there are a number of ways you can think about water magic. Number one, mm-hmm. bathing, river baptism, bathing in mm-hmm. a in an uh, enclosed space in the home, foot baths, um, bathing in the shower, uh, making teas um, and drinking them. Mm-hmm making floor washes, washes and waters, and cleaning with them. All of these are forms of water magic. And I'm going to say one thing before I turn her loose on this, and this is about the tarot. Um, It is an old custom among tarot readers to assign to the four suits, not counting the trumps, which are their own little world. Mm -hmm. They're not fifth suit, but the other four suits, the same that are the four in uh, playing cards, because they are playing cards, the suit of cups, which is the same to say as the suit of hearts in a Spanish deck or whatever you want to call it, is assigned to the element of water. This is based on the old Greek four-element system, earth, air, fire, and water. And water is cups, water is hearts. And so in doing a reading for somebody, when you come time to make the prescription for them, you kind of might, if you're like me, you count up well, do they have mostly wands? That's fire. Do they have mostly hearts? Or what are those? Are the good cards hearts, or are the good cards cups? And if the good cards are cups, let's go with that for the prescription. If the bad cards were something else, you see. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that we do with tarot, and I'm not the only one, nor did I invent this, is that we use a, a tarot reading to figure out what kind of spell we're going to do. And if you all, some of the people who listen to this show, 
go, why did Ollie say to use a bath? Why did Kat mm-hmm. say to use a candle? It often has to do with the kind of cards we came up with along the way yes. in the reading before we got there. So having said that, I'm going to turn Madame Pamita loose on this, and she's going to talk about water magic. Well, um, one of the things, you know, when uh, Nagashiva so sweetly, he says, what do you want to talk about? And I start, I just sort of, uh, you know, kind of consult with my guides, and I, and I, I say, what, what is, you know, what's on my mind? What have I been thinking about? And I really love to get back, you know, one of the things that I love about uh, magic is working foundationally, like really getting into the foundations. I mean, we can get into all kinds of, I want to say, the evolution of magic and where things are headed and working with technology. I mean, I loved that, um, uh, you know, you uh, have advocated always, uh, you know, Cat that that technology is part of hoodoo and and we can incorporate and hoodoo evolves and all of that. But I think about like foundational stuff and I think about things that anybody can work with that's available to mostly everyone in the world and getting back to some of those older things. And I think about in those foundational things, the idea of water and water being life and water magic probably, you know, I don't think it's any stretch to guess that water magic is probably some of the oldest magic because water is essential for life. Without water, no life. No water, no life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, to people before probably written history, water springs were holy springs. There was um, special association with magic and, and water going back to times when people weren't even, you know, writing down things. So we see this going, this idea that water is magic going throughout, um, you know, history. So in pre, you know, pre-Christianity, pre-biblical times, we see people having holy wells, holy springs. You know, those things go back very, very ancient times, right? Um, And then in biblical times, again, water being used for blessing, for baptism, for things like that. Um, Water being, you know, essential. The idea that, you know, that, for example, that that Moses parted the Red Sea, that there's this power in water and that that his power, the power given to him through God was even more powerful than this giant sea that he parted and so on. So I look at that that idea that magic and water being very, very ancient, very old, and water is available to everyone. Water is available to everyone in the world. So um, how do we work magically with water? Well, you, you mentioned a lot of the things that um, are important. Baths, cleansing work, of course, teas, you know, in, you know, taking in water that you've infused magically with an herb and so on. Um, I think about you know, other things, even bringing in um, water as the basis, you know, for other kinds of magic. Like we look at rose water or orange water, these hydrosols that are made from the distillation of a flower. And you make a special kind of water that you then you can use magically. The orange water, for example, that you sell and the rose water that you sell. There's also lavender mm-hmm. water and, and mm-hmm. these kind of waters that are made, these hydrosols that are made and how they can be used magically with that essence of that flower supporting the magical intention behind it. But um, I think about that, I, that concept of holy water, and sometimes people get very stuck on the idea that holy water is water in a church. But the uh, concept of holy water precedes Christianity far, 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 thousands of years before that in these magical springs and magical water and, and, and that power that water inherently has in these magical places. So... Um, we think about like rainwater, for example, um, being quite powerful and being powerful to use in magic. And so 
getting deeply into that. I mean, you could write, I mean, Water Magic could be a whole book. I don't know if a book exists on Water Magic, but it should exist because there's so many areas that you can delve into. But well, there is a book. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna break in, I'm gonna break in and say we do have a book that I do want to mention here and it's mm-hmm. called Hoodoo Spiritual Baths by Aura LaForest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that book has much more in it than baths. It has teas, baths, it has floor wash recipes. And and one of the things that distinguishes water magic from some of the other things that are more manufactured like oils, perfumes candles is that it's very accessible like you said water mm-hmm, is everywhere mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so in that book who do spiritual baths contains a larger number of what i would call homemade remedies than some of the others where they say well you need essence of bend over oil and you need three right. brown candles and you need you mm-hmm, know a mojo mm-hmm. bag who do spiritual baths is really simple but very effective it just says take these things make a tea drink this tea Right, pray this mm-hmm, psalm, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. So yeah, I love that book, Hoodoo Spiritual Bath by Oral the Forest. Yeah, it's a, a fantastic. It's exactly that. I mean, it could be called a water, water and hoodoo book. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is because it goes beyond just cleansing bath. I mean, cleansing bath is a cleansing bath, but this goes mm-hmm. definitely beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for example, if we get into the rainwater, working with rainwater, for example, you know, collecting rainwater uh, in and of itself is magic because you're having water that's coming directly from the heavens. And if you work in a way that you're working with sky deities, like, um, you know, if you work with God, who's a sky god, right, you're working with water magically coming down from the sky. It's a weird place for water to come down from, right? But so this water that you collect, magically as rain can be quite powerful for using in spells but you can even go beyond that like you can you can um, i mean historically we look at spells that are made with rainwater collected on holy days so if you call you have a holy day in your spiritual path and you and that rains on that day you can collect water from that day and have that be that special water that encapsulates the energy of that holy day, whether it's a saint day or, you know, a holiday of some kind of intention, you, mm-hmm. can, you can gather that water on that day. Same, likewise, you can do astrologically. You don't have to wait for a holy day. You can work astrologically. So if it rains on the day, let's say that you have an eclipse that day, and, you, and it rains and you can't see the eclipse, you can collect quite powerful rainwater on that day that would encapsulate the energy of that eclipse. Or if the moon is full and it's in a certain sign you can, and it rains that day, you can collect water that has that power of that moon, that full moon on that time, or moon in whatever phase, in whatever astrological sign. Same thing with thunderstorms. I know, you know, this is a very obvious one, but if you're going to make war water, and war water is used aggressively, you're using it to aggressively harm someone, Getting water from a a powerful, violent thunderstorm is water that has the charge, that electrical charge of that intense thunderstorm that then empowers and infuses your war water with that aggression. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, you know, it's, it's just working with rainwater alone is one way of working with water and working, and it doesn't cost anything. This is what I love. I love te- teaching magic. Like, use what you have. Grow things in your garden. Use what you have. Yes, you can buy things. Yes, it is easy and convenient and wonderful and amazing. But you can also do magic with things that you collect yourself, and there's something quite powerful about collecting it yourself. 
I'm going to jump in Mm. here with a few ideas, too, that have been running by in the chat room. Um, I don't know who brought it up. I think it was Newt. Uh, May Day Rainwater, he said. But in my family, it was not May Day Rainwater. It was May Day Dew gathered off the grass. Mm-hmm. And um, you take the dew at, at, at dawn, when the dew is still on the ground on May Day, 1st of May, and you use that and wash your face in the, you know, out there in the meadow. You don't take the water home. You just run your hands over the grass, get your hands wet, wash your face, and that's to make your face beautiful for the year. Um, mm-hmm. and that's only done on May Day, as far as I know. Um, and then there's also snow water and glacial ice water. And those mm-hmm. are waters that can be used to snow things under, to cover them over. Um, in fact, people often will use frozen water like snow and ice in a freezer spell. Mm-hmm. You can make, mm-hmm. if you live where it snows, you can make a freezer spell very effectively by going out to taking the person's name, the things you want, and literally making a snowball around it, right? Mm-hmm. And you wrap that snowball up in something to keep it from... Um, evaporating in the freezer like plastic wrap and then you put that snowball that frozen snowball away in your freezer and that snowball is frozen water but it was frozen when you got it It was frozen water when you got it glacial ice water if you have the the luck and the fortune to be able to go to a glacier glacial runoff uh, is very very cold water and of course as we know glaciers move very slowly so that's to slow things Mm -hmm. down okay Mm -hmm. um and then there's stump water. And stump water is very popular among um, both black and white southern and southern midwestern people. It is the water that comes out of a stump of a tree where the tree was cut down. And these are usually um, deciduous forest trees. They don't pull the roots out. they got big roots. They just leave them there, the stump. And then the stump begins to decay, and it makes like a cup shape. And stump water is rainwater that sits in that stump. Well, over time, that has a growth of um, microbes and algae and all kinds of gunk. And stump water is not good to drink from, but stump water is used to take off warts, for instance. Mm-hmm. And stump water is also very potent in war water. And mm-hmm. uh, and I was taught to use it that way, but I was also used to, taught to use it to take off warts. And then also in the chat room, uh, Miss Gay said hurricane water, which mm-hmm. is an extreme form of thunderstorm water. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. And I'm going to tell you another thing about thunderstorm water and lightning water, which is if you have a little stick of lightning-struck wood, and you have water from a thunderstorm, you can even, like, supercharge that water by taking that that thin sliver of a lightning, and I'm talking maybe a piece, oh, you know, as long as a teaspoon, um, of lightning-struck wood that you've split with a hatchet, right? And you want to use an iron hatchet. Right? We're talking, like, iron because it's mm-hmm. warm water. And, mm-hmm. it, and this lightning-struck wood, and you just stir and stir and stir that water, um, with that lightning-struck wood and bring the power of the lightning-struck wood into that water uh, that was already lightning water. That's strong for war water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you don't have lightning-struck wood, you can stir it with a nail. <laughs> yeah. There's another way we work with with water, and that is uh, beyond looking at collecting types of water, there's ways of working with water's movement. Um, particularly in the natural world, to do magical work. So, for example, rivers. Rivers run. 
So you can dispose of things, and this is why Hoodoo works with a river, to make some, if you dispose something in running river water, it is to run that thing out of your life. You can do hot foot work there. You can drive someone away there. You can remove bad conditions by disposing of it in running mm-hmm. water. But you can also do other things. For example, you can create a curse bottle, a crossing bottle, in which you have cursed an enemy, and you can take that bottle, tie it up, tie it to a root that is hanging near the water and let that dangle in running river water so that the water runs over and over it, but the bottle never actually leaves. This is a really good way of working with the movement and motion of that river to continuously empower your bottle and affect that person. Similarly, you can work with waves by burying something in the low tide, going out as far as you can, burying it, and then allowing the tides to come in so that that particular spell or working is tied to the movement of the tides so that when the tides mm-hmm. go out, it decreases. When the tides come in, it increases. Or work with a lake that is stagnant and still to sink something to the bottom. So the movement of water and water mm-hmm. in the natural world and how it manifests is another way of working with its potency. That's an yeah. excellent point. You know, one of the things that you made me think of, Ali, is Sometimes clients, you know, I will tell them to, you know, release something into water, right? You, you know, release yourself into running water. And because I'm in, you know, you're in California, you're in Southern California, two people will go, well, should I go to the ocean? And I go, what happens when you put something in the ocean? The waves push it back to you. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Depends on how much it weighs, baby. Think about it. Mm -hmm. Think about it. There are things that never come back on shore. And, yes, and, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, but if it's a lightweight thing, it will come back. But, again, you've moved it. And I want to say mm-hmm. something about this because um, a, a person I knew once very well went into a whole long, long thing about all those old people who said you can throw things in the tides are wrong, wrong, wrong. It doesn't work because it comes back. Well, she was going against, you know, like 500 people who told Harry Hyatt to throw things in the tides. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just life. It, you know, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people use the tides, and there's a couple of reasons why. You put something in a heavy glass bottle, and you poke a little hole in it, and you throw it out with the outgoing tide, it floats. But once it gets out there, it sinks, and it don't mm-hmm. come back again. But even if it does come back, you may be doing that kind of a spell. In other mm-hmm. words... Let's say I want someone's condition to rise and fall and rise and fall. I want them to feel healthy, and then when they just think they've licked that thing, it comes back sick again, and then they're going to get healthy, and then they're going to get sick again, or they're going to get poor, 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 and then they're going to get a little strike, and then they got poor again. And they're to, I'm just want to, that's the tides, and I can wait that thing so it'll come back and forth, back and forth. You can also bury things at the tide line just mm-hmm. so that it only the highest tide of the month wets that thing. And all the rest of the time, it's dry. But when the highest tide of the month comes in, or you can even tide, there's always going to be one highest tide of the year. And you can see those lines on the beach. If you go down at Santa Monica, you can see where those lines are, right? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and at Malibu. And you can bury mm-hmm. that bottle just where the water will reach it only at high high tide of the month. And it'll, boom, it'll get them down and then, Again, or make or make them good, whatever it is you want. But usually, those are done for harming or hurting. Just mentioning the num mm-hmm. the number one thing I always run across, and, and I'm sure you do as well, Madam Pamita. Um, 
and, and you, uh, you could testify for this as well, Kat, is when you tell someone to go and dispose of something in running water or river, you go, well, I don't have any running water around me, or I don't have any rivers, or I don't have any creeks. And so they, it turns out, well, can I do it in the bathroom? Can I dispose it down the toilet? Can I do this? And I'm like, look, there's a reason why we do this stuff. There is a power in natural water and natural moving water that we are trying to invoke here and tap into. And let me tell you, you can find running water no matter where you are. It may take a little bit of a drive. It may take a little bit of an effort. But guess what? That effort is what goes into your magic work. So for mm-hmm. me, finding that natural sources of water super important. And even when I consider moving or when I consider going somewhere or if I'm on the road, the first thing I do is I'm like, okay, where's some running water? I locate natural spots in case I need to work with them. So it's, it's something that I think clients push back against, but this is why it's important. You're tying into mm-hmm. this natural power. Mm-hmm. 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 And I'm going I'm to say one other thing about the river. Because um, this same thing, people start, people get all twisted about this. I mean, people can figure mm-hmm. out more ways to get twisted up about the about nature than you can even <laughs> begin to think. So you tell people, take this to a river and throw it in, and that's to say, for instance, to move somebody out and put, poke a little hole in the lid mm-hmm. so that as it floats down, it'll take on water and it'll sink. And they go, well, what if it sinks before it gets out of town? I'm like, oh, for gosh sake. It's a symbol. It's a metaphor, for gosh sake. But if you don't want it to sink for a long, long, long time, don't put a hole in the lid. Let it go. Put it in the Mississippi River, and it will come out at the other end, right? Mm -hmm. And then guess what? It's going to be taken by the tides. Oh, it won't work because the tides are going in and out. Oh, bullshit. You know, by that time, that person is, is gone, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's gone. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the way the way nature is employed is it's a you know it's like a, a running horse. A running river is like a running horse. Mm-hmm. You tie your spell to that running horse, and it's gone. Eventually, the horse may shake that little uh, bottle off, or the horse may get tired and go back to the stable. Who cares? But you did what mm-hmm. you did. So funny anecdote. Funny yeah. anecdote tied to the Mississippi is that people have actually. Uh, pulled stuff out of the Mississippi River, and we thought, we have found historical bottle spells from from decades ago, and sometimes a hundred plus years ago, mm-hmm. of people who have disposed their bottles in the Mississippi River with prayers mm-hmm. in them and whatnot, and herbs and all sorts. So they exist, and the Mississippi River is a site where a lot of people turn to for its power because it's such a massive river. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's another there, there's an article at Southern Spirits. Um, my my little website of historical hoodoo data, and there's an article in there <clears throat> on uh, bottle spells that were found in a river in Louisiana, and um, mm-hmm. maybe maybe Papa Newt or um, Nagashiba will find that URL. But it has a photo of a guy's hand holding one of the papers um, that came out of one of these bottles, and these were little uh, orange plastic medicine bottles thrown into the river, and they were fished out not because they had floated up on shore. They were fished out because they were doing a river cleanup for ecological reasons, and they built a temporary weir, and all things got trapped up against the weir, and so then they you know, went in with, with you know, pitchforks or whatever and f- manure folks and forked out all this stuff, and they found all these bottles, and they're like, whoa, mm-hmm. someone's throwing all these bottles in, but there's stuff inside of them. They opened them up, and there's all these spells inside the bottles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I have Newt. Thank you, Papa Newt. He put it up, Blanchard, HoodooHighway.html at, at uh, southernspirits.com. Yeah. So check that out because that is 
old-fashioned work. Now, I happen to know the man who did that work, and um, and he is no longer with us, but um, but that work was done um, during our, our lifetimes. I mean, he, he passed away fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was yeah, an old man. He was an old man. I was going to say, orange plastic medicine bottles got to be pretty recent, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he only died in 2006. But uh, this guy died. Um, uh, he had been working. I mean, I met him. I met him in the 70s. He'd been working forever, and um, he died an old, old man. And um, and but this was his work. I don't want to say his name. I don't want anyone to think that he was a, a literer. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but a famous, a famous worker. <laughs> Yeah. In his region, <laughs> and he—I guess he did clog up the river with a few of those things. <laughs> he did a, clearly did a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All righty. Well, and, and his stuff. I mean, if you look at the picture in that, uh, I hope someone goes and checks it out. You, you see, he used a tiny little handwriting. He was really cool. Um, yeah. A micro microscript almost. Um, so yeah. Now I'm going to say something else about about um, water spells because we it looks like we don't have a sign up for our reading so we can just keep on going on and just uh, go on and on about this topic I'd like to talk a little bit about muslin bags okay mm-hmm. muslin bags are your friend if you do water spells and I'm going to tell you all why if you work with herbs and roots and you want to make say a foot bath and you want to put some you know herbs in it then you got this whole thing of straining out the herbs. Just forget that. Just get a muslin mm-hmm. bag. Um, mm-hmm. Then you can reuse that muslin bag. There's a timing to it. You can like, uh, you know, put your herbs in the muslin bag. You can boil the water if it's roots. You follow what Aura says in her book, Spiritual Baths. If it's hard roots, you're going to boil it. If it's soft, leafy herbs, you're just coction, which is to, to dip it into the boiled water, but no more heat after that. And um, and also, I got to say, Madame Pamita did a workshop. You did a workshop on teas and tisanes as hoodoo potions, and you gave mm-hmm. some of those same instructions about the difference between a decoction and a and a uh, you know whatever it is a, a infusion. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but anyway, you want a muslin bag, and you want you can have a few of them, a little one and a big one. I mean, that's all you're going to need. These things will last for years. You just turn them inside out. Run them under running water or whatever, and brush the herbs off. Or you can even—I've done it. Been so lazy, I've just let them dry. The herbs dry, and then I just brush them off with my hand and turn the bag right side out again. And that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, you can use those to make baths on the fly. Another thing that's your big uh, help in making foot washes is your freezer. So what you need is one yes. of those uh, freezer trays that you can freeze ice cubes in. If you've got one of the modern refrigerators that makes its own ice cubes inside, well, you're still going to have to go down to the dollar store and buy yourself one of those little freezer trays because what you want to do is put your tea in the freezer tray. I've known people who've used the little uh, uh, popsicle trays, too, you know, make little popsicles. But you just want to make ice cubes out of your out of your teas, and pop them out, and then put them in a bag. Don't don't keep all the trays there forever. Just pop them out, put them in a bag, seal the bag, and then label that bag, you know, rosemary tea or whatever it may be, foot wash tea or you know, healthy tea or whatever. And then when you go to to make your foot wash bath, you just pop that little ice cube in, and you're ready to go. Meanwhile, you you can, um, if you want to, you can add Epsom salts and salt to that bath and. Uh, to make a foot wash or a bath with it. 
I love that idea. It's amazing. That is fantastic. And that reminds me that uh, using baths in particular, when we talk about baths, we're not just talking about cleansing baths. There's a variety of ways of working with waters and baths that are not just cleansing. You can use water to draw. You can use water to strengthen. Um, if you're doing protection work, a strong protection bath in order to really firm up your defenses. You can use water to draw things. If you are starting uh, work for new love or to find a job, a great way to do it is not necessarily a cleansing bath, but a drawing bath by which you put all the good that you want into the bath. You make that tea and you draw it in and you tie it to your body, to, your, to the spirit as, as uh, uh, we say in hoodoo. Um, you can also use those waters to influence people. If you take a mm-hmm. love bath, you can sprinkle the bath water where the person will walk through it. You can place it at someone's doorstep. You can sprinkle it on someone's carpet. You can sprinkle it and lead them right to your bed, sprinkling it from their house all the way to your house and even dropping little drops in, uh, on the carpet until they walk right to your bed. You can also mm-hmm. use it so that if you do some type of bath, you make that person drink your bath water in order to influence them. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you want to be careful that it doesn't have anything that, you know, that there's no diuretics in there or anything that will cause them to get sick. But, um, you know, a lot of love herbs are pretty edible, so you can make that into a bath. And just a little bit, you know, you're not putting so much in there to tea or coffee. They're like, mm, what the hell did I just drink? But just a little mm-hmm. bit can go along. Your foot scrapings, right, if you want to dominate someone. It's a really old-timey way of working is a foot wash in which the scrapings of the foot are brought into the water, and then a little bit of that is used to feed a man. It's particularly if the man is stingy or the man is, is unruly. This is how women can dominate their man. So waters can be used in, in a variety of ways, uh, not just in, in bathing for cleansing, but bla- bathing for influencing, for strengthening, for feeding for, as a sneaky trick, as, a, as, as something that is laid down as a trick for people to walk through. And all of those are ways of working with water. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Go ahead. I was going to say I love that as a, a working, Ali, because one of the things that you don't think about until you do it is if you if you start to put down these things for people to walk through, they're very visible, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. You put down a powder, a sachet powder, you got to work to make that sachet powder invisible. you got to mix it with dirt and you got to, you know, mm-hmm. it's work. But with water, you can do that. The water evaporates, but the essences and the herbs stay there and they're mm-hmm. invisible, which is what you want to have is invisible work, you know, and that kind yeah. of work. And- and you can carry it in a water bottle, all right? Exactly. No one needs really to know what to, you're doing. No one needs to know whatsoever. Another yeah, thing about I'm, water. I'm going oh, to jump go in ahead. a couple. Of, I'm going to jump in with a couple of things here too. Um, you can use um, their bath water. One of the mm-hmm, easiest mm-hmm. ways to get someone's bath water. They take a bath. Let's say they're taking a bath. Let's say they're taking a shower, and they're just you know finished with the bath. And you say, uh, "Can you hurry up? I just got to use the potty, right?" You run in and you scoop up their mm-hmm. bath water before it goes down the drain, right? Mm. And you, <laughs> you've got their bath water. Um, so that's a very useful thing to have if you have someone in the household who you need to dominate. Now that might be your lover, but it also could be, you know, your teenage daughter who's sassing you back, and oh, yeah. so. That's a that's a good way to, to rule and control them is with their bath water. The other thing is about um, sprinkling, 
and uh, also using uh, water pistols to, to play with people. And I've had mm. this one mentioned before, and I don't know who first mentioned it. Maybe it was Ali, maybe it was somebody else, um, about the idea of um, putting some doctored water in a, in, a, mm-hmm. in a sprayer, and now you're out with your children, and they are, um, you know, playing around, and these are your sassy children. They're talking back and won't do what they're supposed to, and you just spit some. You spit some, mm-hmm. and with, with a do as I say. <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of ways that you can get water and it is invisible. And another way is yep. of course the laundry. And that's again in Aura LaForest's book, she talks about putting in uh these uh, teased and tisanes in the laundry water or using um hoodoo prepared formula bath crystals. Mm-hmm in the rinse cycle of the laundry. One of the best ones I know that is completely invisible is when you do the bedding, the sheets. You're just going to mm-hmm. use a little bit of that as a freshener. Oh, it's just like a little Febreze, only it's a little bit of, you know, uh, come to me, kiss me now, stay mm-hmm. with me, and fire of love, Febreze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's fu- yeah. funny story about this is like spritzing water in particular is really useful if you've if you got to be sneaky and you're going to need sneaky tricks uh, for a long period of time. So what I did for one client who was having very, a lot of difficulties with this boss that was just constantly micromanaging, constantly being an asshole, right? Total sexist pig all over her. What I told her to do, what I did is I created a water for her, which included command, but also a little bit of peace element. So we've got rosemary in there. We had basil in there. I had a little bit of licorice for her to be able to control. We made this all into a tea, told her to put it in a spray bottle and hide it in her desk. Um, And every time she heard him coming, to take it out and quickly spritz the carpet and then spritz the air because it smelled really good. And every time she would hear him coming, she quickly spritzed that around. And let me tell you, it worked. He became calmer, more manageable. He started to show up less and less. So spritzing water is a really great way of influencing the air, as well as doing a sneaky trick. If you don't have, you know, if you're not able to carry around powders or you're not able, and there's ways of carrying around powders sneakily, but putting something in a spray bottle, hiding it in your desk, great way of changing spiritually the tone of an entire room and this is the key about water and and i'm hoping um that we could talk a little bit about this and both of you can attest this of all the elements that we work with water is the most conducive to psychism it is Mm -hmm. deeply connected to psychic abilities deeply connected to emotions deeply connected uh to spirit and so you can use it to influence people but you can also use it to develop and connect psychically one of the oldest oldest tricks for uh, bringing someone back, return to me, involves just water, taking their photo and placing it underwater next to your bed. The idea being that the water will connect you in your dreams. It will act as a sort of conduit or medium. The photo or the picture or the name or whatever it is that is placed underneath the water will be the link to that person so that as you sleep, the two of you are connected psychically. And you can use this in a more conscious, active fashion. You can use, if you don't have a crystal ball to do these type of uh, psychic connections, you can easily use a cup of water. Put a person's picture Mm -hmm. down, put a cup of water or a bowl of water over them, peer through that to the photo and speak to their spirit and they will get the message. It's a good way to send a psychic message. It's a good way to get someone to call you. And if someone's been, you know, a little bit wayward, it's a great way of bringing them back to you. Okay. You bring up an excellent point. Oh, 
Oops. Yeah, I was going to say, Alchemical Artisans Hour uh, just um, posted in the chat room ironing water. And um, uh, she mentioned don't put it in the iron, it, you know, in other words, any prepared waters. Don't put it in the iron because it can corrode the innards, but use a spray bottle. This is the old uh, method of rolling the clothing. Now, rolling the clothing is something that goes beyond waters. You can, for instance, if a man leaves home, you can roll his sock over and over and over to draw him back, right? Well, you can also roll people's clothing Mm -hmm. to draw them back. So you wash their clothing and you might prepare it with a little bit of of stuff in the rinse water, but now you're going to spritz it with some, uh, you know, uh, softening, you know, uh, uh, water to soften it up for ironing, and then you're going to roll it towards you, roll it towards you, roll it towards you. You can even just as an example, let's say the man always comes home, but he doesn't always bring his money. Take a dollar bill, put it in his uh, pants, and then um, roll the pants with the dollar bill in it. Let them let them get nice and moisty like they do, and then unroll it, and then iron it. See, So now mm-hmm. you've ironed it, and you've ironed your prayer and wish into his clothing, in his pants, or into his shirt. Mm-hmm. Not that many people iron their clothes anymore, but some people still do. <laughs> Um, I was thinking with Ollie, what you were saying, the, the idea of the bowl and water is, is, is that crystal ball, if you don't have a crystal ball, this is a way mm-hmm. of scrying, and this is a yeah. whole other uh, part of working with water, which is making a scrying, uh, a scrying tool. So you get a, mm-hmm. a black bowl, and you put water in it, and you can use it just like a crystal ball. So this mm-hmm. is enough, and use it as you use a crystal ball for, for seeing things, for mm-hmm. viewing but also for and remote viewing, but also for um, connecting to others, like the, uh, you know, Crystal Silence League, connecting to others, you know, connecting out into the world yep. or sending sending a psychic message or a prayer or whatever to someone else. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, yes. Um, so I, and, and, yeah, go ahead. I, said, I was just going to mention that I use, uh, people who have listened to this show know that I scry with a kapala that I put water into, um, and I use that as scrying, the connection with water, for me, you know, and scrying is very powerful. It's one of the ways of really allowing your psychic vision to develop and connect. And I often tell people who are trying to develop scrying abilities, if you try a crystal ball and you're not vibing with it, move to water. You're probably, it's an elemental thing that you may not like working with that kind of physical crystal and you might prefer water or if it's not water, it might be a candle. So it's usually moving around elementally and most people who can't, scry with a crystal ball will find that they love working with water to scry. That's right. Or I'm just going to going to add on that. Yes, a candle flame or any kind of flame, fire um, place yeah. flames. And then, of course, there's air scrying, which would be yeah. following the patterns of clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find that you some people can scry with other, like the way the wind turns the leaves and things like that. There's there, oh, yeah. those are the four elemental ways of scrying. But water scrying is very easy for some people. They usually mm-hmm. have more water planets in their chart than people mm-hmm. like me. I have one water planet, and it's my husband. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have Jupiter in Scorpio, and he's a Scorpio. Um, That's the only water planet I've got. And um, Mm -hmm. so for me, I scry with with, um, crystals, and and I scry in fire, and do Mm -hmm. uh, ceramancy and captain ceramancy, which is smoke and fire. But um, but yes, Ali is right. There are people who can scry beautifully in water, um, and some people use clear water. Some people will use ink. And yeah. um, but clear water in a black bowl or ink in a clear bowl it doesn't matter. Either one will do. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, if you put in some, um, again, some herbal essences, that will help. Now, I'm going to m- mention one other thing, which is um, we mentioned floor washes just in passing. Of course, everyone knows how to make a floor wash, I hope. But I'm going to mention also just the basin wash. This is just a, a mm-hmm. little wash basin, and you would put water in it and float a little oil. You could also put a little hydrosol in it if you wanted to go real quick and, and easy. You could put orange water, rose water, willow water, whatever it might be. But you can also just float a few drops of oil. Van Van oil is a favorite for this, healing oil. And um, I find it very useful to change up. Uh, you're going to wash your hands after you've been making products or you're going to wash your hands after you've been reading for people and you've gotten all their gunk on your mind. You know, You just have a little bowl of water. And you just put a few drops of your Van Van oil or whatever oil you're going to float on it and then say a little prayer for your, you know, peace and restoration of, of your whatever. And then you put your hands in it, wash your hands, and then just sort of smooth it over your face, give your face a little mm-hmm. quick wash, and then shake your hands, shake your fingers like that, and uh, the, the water flies off your fingertips, and you're good to go. And that is not a full bath, but it's a very common way to work. Another way yeah. might be with a washcloth in such a basin. That's a little more full uh, face wash and hand wash. But many practitioners use face washes and hand washes to break up their work, if you know what I'm saying. So if you're doing, yeah. like you're doing a love spell for some client, and then um, the next spell that you got to do is some, you know, god awful get the rapist in jail spell. Mm-hmm. And you know, you got yourself all sexy thinking about the love spell, and we want them to be married, and we want them to be happy between the sheets, and all that. And then, oops, now we got the rape guy. And um, so you want to do a little a cleansing in between, and then you want to do a little cleansing again after the rape guy. When you go back to your next spell, well, which will mm-hmm. be the lady who wants to have more money in her cash register at her little yeah. taqueria. You know, so you got it. You're changing up all day long, and sometimes it helps to break that up with water. Yeah, and water is also super receptive. To, and the reason we use this is that water is super receptive to energy. This is why water is such a powerful cleanser. It can take on prayers, and that's another way of working with water. Um, a very old way. It comes out of Jewish folk magic and is adopted into uh, hoodoo. Is dissolving prayers in water. Psalms, uh, petition papers, words of power, names of God, all can be dissolved in water to carry that power that you can wash yourself with, that you can sprinkle with. It's used commonly to reconcile husbands and wives, used commonly to bring peace into a home for exorcisms, but also to bless. You can put words of blessing into paper, dissolve it into water, and use that as a bath, or write your prayers on ink on a plate and wash the plate in water. Mhm. Mhm. Yes, from paper and from plates and also yeah. um uh, and you can um you can also do it with um beet juice. Um mm-hmm. this is a, a very interesting way rather than using ink or something like that. You can actually write in your bathtub. Uh, Miss Michael has mentioned that before on this show. Just take some beet juice and write your prayer in your white bathtub. You know, like, uh, may I be healed and holy, may all be well with me. And then you just fill your bathtub with water and the prayer just, big, you know, washes into your bath. Okay? Okay, wow. Well, this was great. And now Papa Newt is going to bring us our reading, and we're going to just do one reading this uh, week, as you finally figured out by now, I'm sure. Take it away, Papa Newt. 
Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic hunter practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our for the evening. And our caller tonight is calling from area code 415 in San Francisco. This is California Sisters. Hello. California Sister, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, welcome to the show. Um, now, I take a look here. Have you been on the show before with us? No, I, n- I, I never have. Um, I've listened oh, to the show uh, on and off whenever certainly. I can. And as a student, I, I, I get to practice with the tarot cards. And I Perfect. have been sort of away for a few months. Um, I still have a full right. four, four homework assignments to turn in. Okay. But, um, All right. I, oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Just got oh, oh, to yeah. jump in. She's done four <laughs> homework assignments, and she's from San Francisco. <laughs> may I? I don't want to. Don't want to compromise. May I have your L-S-S. initials, please? L S. LSC, and you might remember my son too. He used to like to sit with copper at uh, uh, at, the shop. Uh, at the yeah at, the, at yeah. Well, we would do the homework grading parties. Oh boy, um, it's a mystery to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll try to figure it out. I don't want to compromise who you are. Let's go on to no, your thing, okay. and I'm going to try You'll to figure, figure it out. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now Yeshiva oh. knows. He says, "I'll tell so you." Yeshiva knows. Uh, yeah. All right, he's going to give me a I private. One of one of my homeworks, I even I even put a picture of my son at at the desk with the cat. Ah, <laughs> he just there. he just sent it to me. Ah ha! Yeah. Hello, yeah. nice to talk to you. Send in your homework. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, I know. So... I've got a. It, oh, yeah. it has been quite the journey here. Um, <laughs> okay, but well, let's get yeah. let's get to your let's get to your uh, request. But thank you so much for checking in with us. Sure, I and, this was serendipitous. I I, yeah. I had no idea this was, was going to happen tonight, and I was asking my pendulum at the time when they were looking for somebody. I asked my pendulum, I just and I just got the pendulum. <laughs> oh, wow. I asked my pendulum, I said, "Gee, should I call in?" And it starts wow. swinging, and all of a sudden the message popped up. Wow! On my computer, you know, um, would you would you like to be on the air tonight? And I and I and I'm like, okay, this is weird. All right, well let's <laughs> let's get you in here. Let's get Papa Newt to get your situation right. on the air, and we will do a reading for you. Okay. All right, and California sister writes, I am a student, had to move from California to, uh, is that VA, Virginia? Mm-hmm. Excuse yep. me. Yeah. Uh, five years ago due to the husband's job. He lost the job last year, struggling to find another. Turn back to you, Miss Kat. Wow. Well, California sister, number number <laughs> question number one, are you all trying to get back to California or are you going to stay in Virginia? We're we're gonna we're gonna stay because uh, there's a lot of family out here and and parents aging is the other issue that was one of the other uh, other catalysts uh, for going okay yeah. well I guess we'll take the job yeah yeah all righty okay well I'm gonna do the first reading Pamita will do the second reading and Ali will give you your root work okay 
So I'm going to make this short and sweet. I guess I don't see a question yet. It says he lost a job and struggling to find another. Let me ask a couple of questions. What sign of the zodiac is he? He is a Gemini. He's a Gemini. And what field does he work in? Uh, Information technology, primarily um, uh, with nonprofit, nonprofit technology. So he works for nonprofit organizations. That's very Gemini. Yeah, yeah, that's very good for a Gemini. And and remind me what sign you are. I'm a Capricorn. Aha, I remember that. Boy, all righty. Yeah, I remember hugging you goodbye when you took off for Virginia. (laughs) I I remember getting hugged when I first met you. (laughs) Yeah, right. All right, huh? Okay, so card number one is a little bit of a problem. It's the two of wands, and it shows a man dressed as Christopher Columbus holding a globe of the earth. And he's got a plan. We call him the man with the plan. And he is uh, trying to uh, sail to the, the, the world where he's going to find what he needs for the safety of his people and an expansion of his goals and dreams. However, there are no ships um, in the bay or the harbor. He has two wands. One's in a bracket on the wall. One is he holding in his hand. He can't hold both of them because he's holding the globe of the world. And I always interpret this card to mean he's going to need a helper. He's going to need a recruiter or he's going to need a friend. He's got to wait for that friend, recruiter, uh, job site to show up to help him because he doesn't have yet the ship, the means of conveyance. He has engraved on the parapet of his wall uh, two roses crossed with two lilies, perfect for nonprofits because roses is to follow his passion, and lilies is cool and um, technological, and it also has to do with helping children, helping anybody who you don't have a sexual relationship with. So it's a very good card, but it does indicate a delay, and he's going to need a helper, okay? Um, and how he finds that helper, we're going to try to try to bring that helper in. Uh, card number two is a, a card that shows a victory. He can get the job. It's not going to be that difficult. And, again, there are helpers. So this is the Six of Wands. And this is a card of a victor who has been involved in a small a tournament where everybody wore these little bay laurel leaf wreaths on their heads and he had his wand and he uh smacked somebody else's wand off their head and now he's got his wand uh, his uh, rather uh, uh, their wreath off their head and he's got his wreath on his head and he's got on his wand the the wreath of the loser so he's got to be prepared to outclass other people uh, he's on a horse he's riding victory to show that he won the in other words, it's not just going to be to be the best of the bunch. He's got to best somebody and to get the job. And there are five uh, walking guys with wands walking aside him, and those are, again, more helpers. So he's going to need to reach out. He's going to need a network of people to help him get this job. He is going to have to be, it's going to be a narrowed down competition, and he's going to need a little bit of I can, you can't, more than just steady work. Mm. In other words, there's some competition, mm. but he can win it. Now, the Bay Laurel Leaves uh, stand for academic and intellectual triumph and also military triumph. So this is good as far as he his type of job, that it's a wreath, a crown on the head. It's not about brute strength. It's about his cleverness. And the mm-hmm. third um, card 
is uh, a card that says he can um, renew his job status. It's called the card of judgment. It has the angel Gabriel blowing a trumpet, and the dead come to life, a man, a woman, and a child in the foreground, a man, a woman, and a child in the background. And they come out of their coffins, and they are praising God for bringing them back to life. And Gabriel blows this trumpet and wakens them up. So when the new job comes in, he will feel a great renewal. Now, among other things, we see the Archangel Gabriel, and that is an interesting meaning there, because Gabriel is an ancient Canaanite childbirth goddess who became an archangel of the Jews and then became a a saint of the Catholic Church. So this is a a being who's been through several um, jobs (laughs) herself, (laughs) itself. Well, his mother, his, his, I have to say his mother is also a Holocaust survivor, so um, that's interesting. Oh, oh very yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So so this is a good, so Gabriel or Gabriel is um, means the strength of God, and mm-hmm. this is a, a, means a birth. Now, um, it also can mean a, uh, a, a serious change in life. And uh, I would, and it also can stand for an awakening of some sort. So mm-hmm. I think that that you're all on the right track. But to get another job, he's going to need a helper. He's going to need a network of friends. He's going to need mm-hmm. to basically prove himself off over another competitor. And he's going to actually want to call on Archangel Gabriel for help. And Gabriel has a trumpet mm-hmm. and is associated with music and tonality and song um and uh is a is also associated with childbirth and with dreams. Gabriel is the one who interpreted Daniel's or gave Daniel interpretations of dreams and also Gabriel announced the birth of Jesus and Gabriel announced the birth of John the Baptist and a whole bunch of Samson and Gabriel just runs around announcing unusual births. <laughs> so if you find anybody whose last name is Gabriel, so much the better. All righty. So let's turn this over to Madam Pamita. Okay. So hi, hi. Um, hi. I, I'm I'm working with um, a deck called the. I want to say it's an Italian deck, so I always feel like I have to say it like I'm Mario from Super Mario Bros. Sabella <laughs> 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 de la Zingara. I feel like I need to pinch my fingers together and say it like that. The Sabella de la Zingara. So. Um, this deck is a little bit different than a tarot deck, but it's quite powerful and quite practical. It's a super practical deck, and I love it. That's why I love working with it, and I love it when we have, you know, someone reading now the um, the tarot decks to have this deck too. And it was interesting because the cards I pulled, I pulled while you were asking your question. So way before Miss um, Cat started talking about her interpretation, I was getting this in, uh, interpretation too, and I'm seeing very much the same thing. The cards oh. that I pulled were the love card, the amore the card, the love card, uh, the grand signore card, which is the Lord, and um, the nozze card, which is the marriage. So now this sounds like, oh, this sounds like some kind of romantic reading, but, it's, but it is a message for your husband about his job and how he's going to mm-hmm. find his job. I asked the question, how is he going to find this job? So the first thing I focus on is that Lord card, the Grand Signore, the guy that has some power. This is a man with power who's going to be helpful for him. So how do we connect with him? This is what I'm seeing. The love card is being 
somebody that he knows that he has a friendship with, that he has a love for. So this isn't the person that's going to help him, the person that's going to connect him to the powerful person. This is somebody okay. that is like, you know, that he has a friendship with, somebody that he got along with at his old job, somebody that he knows through uh, some kind of group that he belongs to. But he needs to get that message out yep. to his trusted friends. I'm looking for work. This is the kind of work I'm looking for. Who do you know that works in this field? And so even if it's like a friend of a friend that gets him to this guy, it's through the love connection, through the friendship connection that this man that's going to be helpful for him getting this job is found. This man might be the one who gives him the job. It might be the grand signore who gives him the job, or it might be somebody who is a recommended uh, recruiter of some kind, headhunter of some kind that's going out yeah. and finding him this position. But it, it, it needs to be a referral. Like What I'm not seeing here because of that love card is him going through the directory and finding a recruiter or him going through some kind of um, – you know, uh, online, going to find a job online. It's going right. to a personal, personal connection is where this job is found. Now, the marriage card, that wedding card, is about two things. Number one, it's about a contract. We're not looking at a marriage like, uh, oh, I'm in love with you, I'm in love with you. We're looking at a marriage as the contract. So he gets some kind of work where there is a contract sign. Or there's the recruiter, the person that's helping him that signs a contract with him, guaranteeing that he's going to do this work to find this job. So there's some kind of formal connection. There's something that's done formally. It's done in a way that's official, that he signs a contract. I think that the, this is about the work, that he gets some kind of work where there is some contract signed, some kind of guarantee signed. It's a permanent position. It's something that that is a commitment. I mean, marriage, in that mm -hmm. idea of marriage, is a permanent commitment. So it's not finding work that's like temp work or something where he's a consultant. It's actually finding some kind of work where he is committed and he sticks with it and he stays with it so that's going to be very very good for him it's going to be very reassuring for you as a capricorn for him to have a steady job and the steady income coming, <laughs> you know for you instead of flying around from one thing to another so um mm -hmm. i'm getting this that there's this this the love card is very very key because it is about that personal connection to someone that network that he has that's going to bring this powerful person into his life that's going to be the source of the job that's going to bring this person in. So it's very much along the lines of what Kat said, but it gets more into the idea of who the person is and what it produces. It produces this amazing job where there is a, a serious, committed energy around this job, but it comes through this man, and I'm getting very definitely a masculine male energy, a man who comes in who is able to give him that position. And so it's, it's through the love, it's through the friends that that person comes into right. his life. And that's where he needs to put his energy. Networking, networking, networking through his friendships, mm -hmm. through his coworkers, and people that he likes and trusts. That's key. Yes. People who he likes and yes. trusts. So I don't think going into a new environment and like going to a networking thing is what I'm talking about at all. It's people he already knows. Okay. okay. All righty. Well, let's turn this over to Ali and let's see if he can come up with some good root work advice that you can take. Okay. Thanks. I think you've uh, gotten some fantastic uh, recommendations here. What I'm going to do is give you root work advice, and it's two-stepped, and I think it'll help in this matter. Taking in consideration what was said, particularly about networking, about allies, uh, particularly about mm -hmm. uh, the angel Gabriel. Um, so what we're going to do is, what I want you to do is set up a space that you're going to work um, 
And I want you to get a picture of the Archangel Gabriel and place the Archangel Gabriel uh, quite prominently on this space. This is the Archangel that that you're going to invoke and call upon. Uh, It's super powerful uh, Archangel of the Jewish tradition uh, adopted into Catholicism. Um, but is a spirit that is particularly associated with communication. And as a Gemini, communication is going to work really well for him. Uh, he was already in the field of communication, whether it was a nonprofit or not, he's still doing some type of calm work. So what I want you to do is mm-hmm. set that space up. Before this space, you're going to do your work. I want you to get the second seal of Jupiter. This is a Solomonic seal. It is to increase glory and riches which is uh, medieval grimoire work for getting a job, um, but also getting a good job, a a job that uplifts you, that brings you financial wealth, that brings you success. So I want you to work with the second seal of Jupiter on this. Write the qualifications that you are looking for or the qualities that you want him to have on a job. You can ask him to do this himself. He can write it down, and you can do it on his behalf. Um, But things that that, that matter to him. So... I want a job that gives me steady hours, that gives me more than 80000 a, a, a year, or, or whatever it is, right? I want a job that I don't have to commute. Yeah, don't, don't write any negative. So a job that is local, right? That's to avoid commuting. Uh, a job that allows for uh, promotion and, and growth, opportunities for growth. So write all those kind of qualities, a good boss, etc. Write that on the back of the second seal of Solomon. But this list should be a very, you know, a meaningful list. It shouldn't have anything that is trivial on there or anything that isn't too important. It really needs to distill the essence of what he's looking for. What you want to do is then take that second seal of Solomon, put a pinch of uh, cinnamon on there, a couple grains of frankincense and myrrh. You're going to take uh, this, fold it up, Get yourself a charcoal disc, an incense charcoal disc. Place this in a sensor, a thurible, a heat-proof dish, whatever it is uh, that you, you've you got that you can burn uh, the charcoal in. If you do some type of heat-proof dish, it's really useful to put some sand down and then put the charcoal on top. But do, you know, play around and figure it out. Fold this up, light the charcoal along with a white candle that you've dressed with attraction off. Two white candles on either side so that you have the Archangel Gabriel right in front of you, two white candles with attraction oil, uh, this sensor thurible incense uh, in front. So you've got a kind of diamond configuration. You will place this folded paper on the charcoal and let it slowly burn to ash. You may need to take uh, metal tweezers and whatnot, poke it around a few times so it's burning. Mm -hmm. As the incense is raising up, this is how to work with the air, call out your prayer. Um, Call out your prayer. Call out to the Archangel Gabriel. Once it burns down, burn half of the ash. Uh, we'll dispose half of the ash at the crossroads to call this to you. Take the other half, put it into a bag with gravel root, lodestone grits, magnetic sand, a pinch of sugar, pyrite, cinnamon, deer's tongue, and bay. Feed this whiskey and have him carry it on him. It is his personal talisman to bring his perfect job to him wherever he goes to bring the right networks to him. It's a way of carrying that prayer with him. That's my recommendation for his situation. Could you give us that list again? Yes. <laughs> I, got, I got the gravel yeah. route, the deer's tongue, yeah. and so I know I have all of gra- <laughs> Well, let him gravel. say it. Let him- 
Gravel root. Gravel root, lodestone grit, mm-hmm. magnetic sand, a pinch of sugar, pyrite, cinnamon, deer's tongue, bay leaves. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a good right. mojo. And a in, good in a mojo, in a mojo hand, yeah. In a uh, mojo hand. Wow, that is fantastic. I'm going to I'm going to put in one other little idea to this cuz I know we're we're going to be uh, running out of time here. If the company that he applies to or if he is applying to a company, uh put the logo um under oh. a candle um for the company and um address a candle with um a steady work or um you know some other, you know, crown of success or something of that nature um and pass the mojo through the just gently through the flame of that candle. And you can change that. If he applies to different places, you can put different logos under it. Just use that little candle stand with a logo underneath it until he gets the job, okay? All right, wow. So let's uh, get our network schedule announcement. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Recover with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Blue Flag Root Fridays with Lady Muse. Fridays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Madame Pamita of parlorofwonders.com in Los Angeles, California. Take it away, Madame Pamita. Well, I've got um, a spell to make a kind of an infused water, I guess you would call it. This is what's called Rose of Jericho water. So those of you who knows what Rose of Jericho is or don't know what Rose of Jericho is, it is a plant that comes to life. It dries up, and then when you put it in water, it comes back to life. It's a beautiful, beautiful desert plant, magical desert plant, and it is used for prosperity. So Rose of Jericho, we usually think of the actual Rose of Jericho being the source of that prosperity. You do that prosperity work, and everyone seems to be focused on the Rose of Jericho itself. But what I have found to be is that that water that you use to to bring your Rose of Jericho back to life is quite powerful prosperity water. So this is a spell for using that Rose of Jericho water in this way. So what you're going to need for this spell is a Rose of Jericho plant dried. You're going to need a dish or a small shallow bowl of some kind. You're going to need some spring water or holy water, the kind of water we talked about at the beginning of the um, session today. You could use you know, magical rainwater or some kind of fresh water from a living stream or a living spring, or of course you can use spring water from a bottle. Um, you're also going to add some special things to that water. So I recommend using some coins to bring in that prosperity. You could use one each of your denomination of the coins in your country. Or if you wanted to be like more old school hoodoo, you could do an Indian head penny to protect your money and a mercury dime to bring you money luck. So that's an old school root work way of doing it. Or you can also use those denominations of the modern coins in your country. 
Another thing I would add to that water would be some stones because we want this to be strong and long-lasting prosperity and stone energy is about strong and long-lasting. So the stones I recommend are citrine, which is used for bringing in um, prosperity and money and so forth, and pyrite, which is also used for prosperity and money. Fool's gold is another name for pyrite. Then we're going to add a little bit of herbal magic to this. So I would recommend Job's Tears for some money luck and some allspice also for some money, moving that money energy, heating that energy up in a very sweet way. Your money comes from a sweet source. We use that allspice. Last of all, you can add as an option a cat's eye shell. A cat's eye shell is to protect against evil eye, to protect your money from people draining it away with their negative jealousy and all of that stuff. So add those things, that cat's eye shell, the allspice, Job's tears, the stones, the coins, to your dish, add that spring water, and then put that Rose of Jericho in the water. Now, I recommend changing that water every other day, every third day. You can do it how you, you know, intuition guides you or what you feel. But when instead of just disposing of that water, save that water. That is powerful water because it is infused with the energy of those magical coins. It's infused with the energy of those stones. It's infused with the energy of those herbs. And most importantly, it's infused with the energy of that powerful, prosperous Rose of Jericho. So when you dump that water, don't dump it in the sink. Don't dump it out into the garden or do anything like that. Pour it into a bottle of some kind. Now, you can use that water any way that you can use water. We talked about the infusions, except for drinking it. I would not recommend drinking it. But you can use it in a bath. You can sprinkle it around your home. You can sprinkle it on your clothing. You can sprinkle it around the inside of your business or the outside of your business. A million ways that you can use that water. So that's my Rose of Jericho water spell. Super powerful, super magical. I love working with Rose of Jericho. And I'm sure... Ali and Kat, you're going to have things that you would probably add to that. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I would also put some um, coins and stones in the wa- in the bottle in which you collect the water. Um, uh, because they're stable. You don't want to put herbs in. It'll start to, you know, brew up something. But, uh, but yeah, that water will be very powerful. Put some stones in. Um, I'm going to now go all new age on you. Have you ever heard of the Vita Jewel Company? Anybody heard of Vita Jewel? Gem, gem elixirs? Uh, no, Vita Jewel. This is a company that makes glass water bottles. And these water bottles are super ultra modern with stainless steel tops and bottoms, and they screw and they're made in the in Germany, and they're highly technical. But in the bottom, they have a container of crystals. And you, they come in different kinds, amethyst and quartz, shungite and quartz, you name it. There's all different kinds. There are, there are 30 different VitaJewel things. There are carafes. There are bowls. Check it out. Um, VitaJewel is spelled some weird way. I don't remember how it's spelled. But they are incredibly good. And I have to thank my friend, who I'm not going to call her name because I don't know if she wants her name called on the radio. But her initials are J.M. And she is a very, very good client of mine and a very good root worker in her own right. And she has sent me some of these containers, and they are amazing. Um, Yes, there it is, Vita Jewel, V-I-T-A-J-E-W-E-L. And um, they advertise in all the New Age places. Check them out because they make them with citrine. They make them with everything. And you can also take an unscrew it and you can put your own gems in them and they're a beautiful way to keep water and the gems catch the light you put this in the in the um windowsill okay 
I'm going to tell you, my own daughter, who's a surgeon, has one of these in her office. Her her assistant collects crystals and puts them all along the window sills. My daughter's a little more um, rationalistic, but her assistant loves crystals, and he has put up crystal arrays to help keep the office nice. And there's the Vita Jewel, and they have the water and drink out of the water. Really nice. <laughs> so just gonna, just that's all say- I wanted to add. The only thing I am going to say, and it has nothing to add, it's just that I hadn't even considered to use the water from Rose of Jericho. So I think this is brilliant. When you said, I went, oh, this, how did I not figure this out? This is such a great <laughs> way of working with water. Such a brilliant, brilliant uh, way of uh, accessing that power. Yeah. That's the magic yeah. of us getting together, all this sharing yes. knowledge. <laughs> I, definitely, yeah. I definitely learned something. Yeah, I'm actually going to put, I don't get no cents out of this one, but I'm just going to put up the VitaJewel URL. It's VitaJewel.us, and then you want the English version of it. It'll blow your mind, folks. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's totally new age, but it's it's like new age technology, ancient, ancient technology in fabulous, beautiful containers. You're all going to love it. <laughs> and thank you, JM. All righty. Um, now... We're going to turn this over to Papa Newt, and um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Nagashiva posted, I broke my teeth on New Age and love it. You broke your teeth on New Age and love it. Okay, you're a weird cat, man. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to turn this over to Papa Newt and hope we don't break our teeth anymore. <laughs> Papa Newt, take it away. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Cat and Congressman Ali. And thank you, Madam Pamita of ParlorofWonders.com in Los Angeles, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers will be William Stick Evers of WilliamStickEvers.com in San Francisco, California, bringing us the topic on the fall equinox. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Ms. Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.lucky.com. Mojo.com and Contraman Ali at the Contraman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at, at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via LuckyMojo.com slash RadioShow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strength of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> thank you, Papa Newt. And thank you, Madam Pamita, for typing into the chat room, cut your teeth. That's right. He cut his teeth. Usually That's they say good. cut your eye, your eye teeth on the, on the new, new age, but he broke his teeth. All right. Well, that's live radio for you. One verb for another. I want to thank you, Madam Pamita, for being a guest. Please come back soon. We love having you. You know, you could do your own whole you could do your own old radio show if you weren't already on YouTube being famous yeah. there. But folks, catch her on YouTube. She is a gem. All righty. Good night all. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.